Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. How's it going, Randy? Uh, it's going great. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Um... Uh, I took the day off today. Oh, really? Yeah. We're... I worked from home today. <laughs> so apparently we were both quite affected by uh, uh, the latest episode. Yeah, I was just so shocked that I... <laughs> needed a day off <laughs> you couldn't even go to work <laughs> yeah yeah i i i was feeling that way for a bit but then you know i i managed to to, to get some stuff done but uh yeah um yeah i we we met up uh we did a little gift exchange over the weekend and uh, uh i got something really cool from from you uh i have a my own uh, uh eagle moss enterprise j mm-hmm hand or is it hand painted i don't know did you paint it yes <laughs> no i know you were a big fan of that ship so i wanted yeah, to uh, pick that up for you that's so cool um and i got you a slightly limited possibility <laughs> <laughs> you could maybe get an eagle moss yeah. uh yeah people are like what are these guys talking about mossy eagles yeah eagle moss yeah. uh they make a uh, little model starships from yeah, from Star Trek. They make other stuff, too. Uh, yeah, but, they're doing Battlestar Galactica now yeah. and some other stuff. Alien, some yeah. other things. But they're kind of known for their really awesome painted metal um, Star Trek starships. And, yeah, I have the Enterprise J, uh, which made one appearance in the uh, kind of in the background <laughs> of an Enterprise episode. Mm -hmm. um, part of the, the temporal Cold War arc. Um, and yeah, they, they realized it as a, as a full, uh, little 3d model and it's so cool. Yeah. The Eagle Moss, uh, discovery ships should be coming out this month, I think. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And you were telling me when we last spoke that, you know, we know there's going to be the Shenzo and there's going to be the discovery, but you were saying that, uh, there's some other ships as well, right? Yeah. There's the, if I, I went to the site and they showed the Europa and, um, some of the other ships in the background from the Battle mm -hmm. of the Binary Stars, uh, and some Klingon ships as well. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the Europa, that was the, the command ship, right? They get right, yeah. cut down the middle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Famously or infamously. <laughs> and wasn't there one that's named after a character or an actor? can't remember what were you telling me uh yeah the uss shran yes yeah we were we were talking the context of this is we were talking about how awesome shran is <laughs> from enterprise and we're talking and about how... the andorians <laughs> as we saw yeah. them in the uh, previous episodes of uh, right right discovery Unfor yeah unfortunately no no shran was seen but apparently uh, shran appeared in name as a Starfleet ship. NCC 1413. Great. I'm pretty excited. I have to check that out myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we watched uh, the latest episode of Discovery. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about season one, episode 12, Vaulting Ambition. Uh, episode opens with Michael and Lorca in a shuttlecraft on their way to the flagship of the Terran Empire, the ISS Charon. Uh, Saru has decrypted the defiant data, but much has been redacted. So Lorca wants to get the original report, which is only available on the flagship. Um, then it's the opening credits. Um, then, uh, when the episode comes back, 
Stamets meets his mirror self in the mycelial network, uh, which has taken the form of Discovery, which is convenient. Mm-hmm. They can just use the same old set. Um, Michael and yeah. Lorca are brought before the Emperor. As we know, it's Philippa Giorgio, but she has mm-hmm. a lot of titles. It's, uh, yeah, Philippa like a Roman Emperor, basically. Giorgio Augustus Iaponius Centarius. Wow. Pretty fancy. And le- lends some um, credence to a theory that the Terran Empire actually sprung up from the Roman Empire. Wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Um, Giorgio tells Lorca that he will live a long life in the Agonizers as punishment for his, quote, vaulting ambition. Hence the Ooh. title of the episode. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Giorgio is very happy to see Michael. Turns out is her daughter. Yeah, so instead of being uh, raised by Sarek in this universe, she was raised by, basically in the Prime universe, uh, her, like, most beloved person. Mm-hmm. Only here, her most beloved person is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, the yeah, whole universe is kind of horrible. It's so. horrible, and maybe maybe Emperor Georgia is a little more nuanced than just a scene, or scenery-chewing bad guy. Yeah, I, I do want to say like i'm happy that the actors are being pretty restrained when they're their evil selves mm-hmm. yeah there's been a lot of uh kind of twirly mustache you know tying the damsel to the the train tracks level you know bad i mean guy stuff but... when mirror archer was really chewing the scenery in yeah enterprise yeah here there's a little more subtlety and nuance to the mirror universe i think um on Discovery in Sickbay, Tyler has a moment of clarity where he asks for Saru's help before he reverts back to being Vok. Uh, back on the uh, Karen, the flagship, the palace. It's a mobile mm-hmm. palace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael and Giorgio are having dinner, which turns out to be the Kelpian that Michael had selected when she first arrived in the palace. Ew. It was really I felt so grossed out by that. It was really gross. And the look on Michael's face was pretty good. Plus, I mean, she leads in leads into this revelation by, you know, Michael is basically telling Giorgio that, you know, oh, this is delicious as always. You know, like trying to put on that, you know, she she loves this and it's something they always have, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh it turns out it's yeah, it's Saru one of Saru's folks. Yep. And she gets the ganglia. Uh then Giorgio accuses Michael of conspiring with Lorca to overthrow Giorgio, and then Michael is sentenced to death for treason. Yeah, it really shows like going into these situations without all the info. Like, mm-hmm. what could happen? Yeah. Like, it's not as simple as just acting evil. Like, there's all this, um, you know, all these various threads going on in this mirror universe, and she was found out pretty quickly. Or at least, not that she was the fake Michael, <laughs> but that she, you know, was trying to hide something. Uh, before Michael is executed, she reveals that she is not from the mirror universe, and she hands over uh our Giorgio's badge, which has a different quantum signature. Mm-hmm. So Mira Giorgio kills most of her people with this <laughs> weird like Tron disc thing. I saw it referred to as a f- killer fidget spinner. I mean that's what it is. <laughs> right, right. I was trying to avoid saying that, but that's what oh, it is. Oh sorry. Well leave it to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so a Tron disc, okay? A, a tiny Tron disc. Mm, sure. She throws it around and 
kills all the people in a circle. All uh, but one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she wants to keep the secret of the uh, parallel universe. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's full of the Federation and has these ideals that could undermine the Terran Empire. Like freedom and democracy. Uh, it seems like then most people don't know about the Defiant. Right. So that's also a very closely guarded secret. On Discovery, Saru talks to Laurel uh, to get help for Tyler. Saru tells her that they are in a parallel world in which the war is over and the Klingons lost. Uh, Laurel reveals that they grabbed the real Tyler's body from the battle at the Binary Stars and reconstructed Tyler's mind and body around Vok. So, yeah, that's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty weird procedure from the sounds of things. Uh, in the mycelial network, Stamets follows Culber to their quarters and mm-hmm. Culber tells Stamets that he's dead. It's a really touching moment, uh, between these two characters. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty heart wrenching. Yeah, they're brushing their teeth, and they're like, this is my favorite moments with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Emperor's Palace, Giorgio agrees to help Michael in exchange for the schematics to the spore drive. So, I guess Mirror Discovery does not have a spore drive. Oh, good point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. It's just a, a standard starship. Huh. That raises questions. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we know there's a spore network because there's mm-hmm. evil stamenses in there. Mm-hmm. But. but apparently no spore drive, which would mean I would assume that the mirror discovery looks different because it's very much designed for the spore drive. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Um, on Discovery, Laurel agrees to help Tyler after seeing how much Vok is suffering. Uh, mm-hmm. And she, they... Take her to sick bay where she performs a procedure which seems to kill the Vok part of Tyler's brain. Mm-hmm. As far as we know, she's very uh, distraught about this. So, no, I mean uh, she she screams for his death. Yeah. Uh, back in the mycelial network, Culber tells Stamets that Mirror Stamets uh, is the one that corrupted the network, and um, the Prime Stamets is the one who can save it. Uh, he just has to open his eyes. Um, mm-hmm. so he wakes up and Mirror Stamets wakes up as well. So we know something's going to happen there in a mm-hmm. future episode. Um, our Stamets rushes over to the spore forest and sees that it's been afflicted with the sickness. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much dead. Yep. So they're kind of screwed in that sense. Yeah. Uh, unless they can do something about it. Um, while Giorgio tells Michael about her history with Lorca, Michael figures out that Lorca is actually from the Mirror Universe. <laughs> uh, this is... Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I mean, this is something that you had thought from almost the beginning, uh, just the way the Lorca behaves. Uh, mm-hmm. And little and little hints, um, I, I'm wondering now if that... Uh, that one shot from an earlier episode where he's looking at his mirror reflection or his reflection in his uh, quarters portal um, was a little hint at this. Um, yeah, and it's really driven home because uh, the only biological difference is that people in the mirror universe are more sensitive to light. Yeah, so it turns out uh, he was lying the whole time. Yep. About 
basically everything. Uh, yeah, the way they the they edited this was great. Um, just because you get a flashback to all of these major things he said, mm-hmm. you know, about how he how he found Burnham, um, how you know things about destiny that you know things like that, and of course this this opens up all kinds of questions about the ramifications of this yeah i mean this was all part of Lorca's long game into uh overthrowing the emperor and becoming emperor himself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so wait was that the end of the, of the episode that's the end of the episode okay <laughs> i thought so i mean you could only have so much of this stuff happen <laughs> in one episode right we find out oh she was uh georgia's daughter in this universe and you know what it looks like Vok is dead and uh it looks like maybe culber's permanently dead and you know et cetera, et cetera. and then Oh, by the way, Lorca is an evil person who is from the mirror universe in the yep. first place. Um, we still don't know how he got into the prime universe. True. Um, don't know if that really matters. I mean, I'd like to know. Well, but, he knows. Um, I mean, he knew a lot about the Defiant, so maybe he crossed over using yeah, uh, interface space. Interphasic space. Yeah, maybe he found where the Defiant crossed over. Um, by the way. So some eagle-eyed uh, redditors uh, discovered, uh, no pun intended, that um, the briefing or the file on the Defiant that's heavily redacted is actually a summary of the In a Mirror Darkly episodes. Oh, cool. Mentioning Captain Archer and the Tholians, etc. Nice. So it could just be a little Easter egg for fans like us. Or it could just be further proof uh, that there's, you know, that, yes, we are definitely in the prime timeline. <laughs> and the events of Enterprise did did mean something. Um, unfortunately, no giant portrait or any portrait of Hoshi Sato. Yeah, that was a bummer. There was a gigantic, like, relief of uh, Giorgio, Emperor Giorgio, though, that mm-hmm. I thought was pretty awesome. Like a like a big metal one <laughs> embossed relief of her uh in the in the palace. Uh so what did you think of this episode? I mean I liked it. It's a conti- it's continuing a long or it's continuing a series of episodes that I'm enjoying. It's still weird to me that they have such a long arc in the mirror universe. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't really have a problem with it. That's fine with yeah. me. Well and then and then things are happening in within this that are deeply tied to everything that's come before out, even outside of the mirror mirror universe. I mean, the whole Lorca reveal, I mean, is, is, is massive. I mean, it, they really are in a lot of ways, you know, addressing, you know, things, you know, uh, kind of like issues that were raised, right. By the earlier episodes. It's not that I don't, <laughs> I don't think they, obviously they didn't, um, you know, write, rewrite things i don't think in reaction to the fan community i think this was the plan all along but when you start looking at things like how could um you know how could Lorca uh allow you know an admiral to be taken taken captive you know why would um why would he do these things that are so out of character for a starfleet captain well it turns out he's not right he's a terran emperor captain Terran Empire, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. 
you can see all these little uh seeds of ideas mm-hmm. that were planted in the previous episodes and now they're bearing fruit. Um I guess this what? means uh Jason Isaacs is gonna be out though for the rest of the series. I yeah, I don't know. I mean that's the big question, right? Where does it go from here? Um, you know, we're gonna obviously next week we'll talk about the next episode. Um but its title is What's Past is Prologue. So are we getting another is this yet another prologue to the real discovery? <laughs> because remember we said that the episode one was a prologue. Right. The pilot was a prologue to the real series. Is this somehow a prologue to the real real series? I, I guess so. <laughs> like what is happening? You know, I've I've seen some speculation that, you know, what if you know, what if the actual conceit of the series is that they're trying you know it is the voyager trying to get home but they're trapped in you know you know any one of possible universes and they're trying to find their way back you know i mean that could be possible um who becomes captain is saru the new captain yeah saru would be captain he's the first officer oh and then the other question is you know, if they let's say they do return to the prime universe, you know, what happens to Michael? I mean, she was commissioned basically by an evil alternate universe madman. <laughs> you know, does Saru, you know, appoint her to be a member of the crew? You know, what happens? It's just so many questions. You know, this it they've now effectively, you know, with the whole uh, war with the Klingons, Vok is apparently dead. So what does that mean for that storyline? Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it has turned a lot of things on their head. Well, I I just know, I don't know much, <laughs> except that I'm excited to see where it goes. And there's what, two more episodes? I believe so. Yeah. So. Uh, three more? Okay, well, that's great. The more, the the better. I don't know. There's okay. only a handful of episodes left. <laughs> and, uh, well, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to get back to the prime universe, mm-hmm. but who knows? Yeah. Can every single episode from now on end with a massive twist? <laughs> the thing is, a lot of these twists were figured out by fans before, you know, the, the second half of the season started. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, I think you're, you're always going to have that. Again, I go back to my, what would it be like to not have any access to any of these, these kind of, if you want to call them spoilers, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's what happens you when you have a, a bunch of fans working together as a think tank too. And then, yeah. And who have just have so much sort of like experience with the way these shows are written, you know, and, uh, and with things that usually happen, right? It's it's like it's almost like a game mm-hmm. to figure it out before it actually happens. Yeah. Maybe I should just stop reading things. <laughs> but then I'm going to be doing all the the con- the conspiracy theories on my own. Yeah. So, I mean, the speculation is part of the fun. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I've uh, enjoyed these past 3 episodes for sure. And mm-hmm. um, I'm looking forward to the next one. It's like you said, Giorgio is not just the mustache twirling villain. She has some layers to her. Mm-hmm. And we're going to she see she's honorable, right? And we're going to see her as the hero against Lorca in the next mm-hmm. one. 
I mean, presumably, well, I don't know. Like, we'll see what happens, but. Right. Who do you cheer for? No one? I mean, you got, (laughs) you're cheering for Michael Mm -hmm. and Michael's working with Giorgio. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Should be really interesting. But is there any reason for Michael to not side with Lorca? I mean, he did lie to her, but, Mm -hmm. you know, he He also gave her purpose. Yeah, it's she doesn't really she doesn't really have any reason to trust Giorgio because this is not her Giorgio. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know. It, there, there are it's like an onion. <laughs> there are so <laughs> many layers to what's going on, and it's kind of amazing uh, the complexity that they've built into this, mm-hmm. this story. Well, uh, yeah, we'll talk about next episode. What's past is prologue uh, next time. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you then. All right. See you guys.